Financial Grown-Up Guide, Four Things College Students Need to Learn About Money with Rise Up founder and certified financial planner, Tara Falcone. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. We got this. College can be the ultimate adulting experience, including taking on some bad money habits if students aren't taught the right way to start building a financial life. We've got you guys covered, though, with our guest, Tara Falcone. She is a CFP pro, a CFA charter holder, and founder of a financial education company called Rise Up. Tara is also the creator of Lit, which is a financial literacy program for college students. Through Lit, she teaches students across the country how to use money as a tool to achieve their life goals during and after college. And by the way, in a perfect world, we all have these good habits as graduates, but it's not a perfect world. So listen up, because even graduates and adults of all ages can learn a lot from Tara. Welcome, Tara. Hi, Bobby. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so happy I finally got you on the show. We'll talk about it more later on, but you are one of our guest co-hosts on the Money with Friends podcast. So a lot of uh, the people that listen here also get to hear you there. And you guys, listeners, if you haven't, go check out Money with Friends with Tara and a fabulous rotating cast of guest hosts just like her. And by the way, I also want to add, you have a very extensive bio. You're pretty young, but you have a pretty extensive bio. You also worked as a hedge fund analyst, and you are a first-generation, low-income Yale graduate. Tell us a little bit about what that means and how this put you on this path. That's a great question. So I was uh, first in my family to do a four-year college degree um, and was a low-income student. My father passed away when I was younger. My stepmom and I had to kind of pick up the pieces and I had to support myself all through high school and then into college. And Yale was really an experience that was so transformative for me. I had a fantastic time, like a once in a lifetime experience that, you know, this little Midwestern girl from a small town in Michigan would have never imagined having. But I, my college experience was somewhat limited by my financial situation. You know, I had to work through college. I was, you know, at the medical school very late at night while my friends were out having fun. And ultimately I got to the end of my senior year and realized that I couldn't even afford to apply to medical school, which is what I had kind of been studying for and preparing for at Yale. Frankly, I was sick of being broke. I was sick of not understanding how money worked. And so I decided to throw myself into the financial world and I got a job as a hedge fund analyst right after graduation. How much were you taught in school about money? It sounds like you taught yourself a lot by need because you you just had to. There was no other way you were going to get where you wanted to be or at least where you eventually ended up. And by the way, being a, working in hedge funds is is you know still quite an accomplishment. But what were you actually taught? What actually was given to you as a college student? So really nothing formally. As you mentioned, I kind of learned a lot about budgeting specifically and like cash flow management just through the school of hard knocks, having to figure out, okay, am I going to put this $20 towards gas in my car or am I going to go to the movies with my friends in high school or college was a real question that I had, I faced all the time. But otherwise, I really lovingly joke that I knew what not to do with money from my family. Um, you know, don't get into credit card debt don't not have life insurance, those types of things. But there was no formal training. There were no workshops. There were no classes on personal finance. There was really nothing made available to you aside from being able to sit down with like a financial aid counselor. You know, once I got into Wall Street and realized, hey, these topics aren't that complex. Like smart people, you know, can learn them. 
that's when I kind of dawned on me that, hey, maybe there's there's a void in the market for some relatable personal finance education at the college level. And we're going to talk more about that after we get through your tips, because you do have a special offer for our listeners that we'll share after this. But let's get to your four things college students need to learn about money. The first one has to do with debt. Yes. So debt can be dangerous. And I think that's a really important thing for college students to understand, especially when it comes to both student loans and credit cards. So when it comes to student loans, I think a lot of people just see them as this inevitable thing that you have to take on in order to go to college, but really recognizing that there are things that you can do to lower the amount that you're borrowing, including working while you're at college. Is it as fun? Absolutely not. I can, I know that from experience, but it is something that you can and really should be thinking about doing in order to lower the amount of money that you're borrowing to pay for your education. Also thinking about the ROI that you expect to get on your loans or the return on investment. I always say it doesn't make much sense to plan to become a marketing analyst that maybe makes fifty to $60,000 per year out of college, um, but have you know close to $100,000 in student loans. You're probably not going to be able to pay that off. Uh, and then when it comes to credit cards, understanding that that's not free money. You do have to pay that back. And the amount of interest that a credit card company will charge you for racking up a balance that you're not paying off in full every month is outrageous, like completely egregious. And so, you know, understanding that if you don't have the cash in your bank account right now to pay for this, then you shouldn't be swiping your card to pay for it either. And one of the things that I think a lot of students, especially new students get caught up in is that they may be getting financial aid beyond the actual just tuition. So, and it is meant to cover things that are valid, like your books and maybe your meals and all that, but that money doesn't have to be spent. You can just put some of it back, right? You don't have to take it all. You don't have to spend it all. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, students might get something called a refund check, which is, you know, the extra amount of your student loan borrowing on top of the tuition and things that you have to pay the school for. And so a lot of students just see that as kind of, you know, an allowance of sorts that they can then blow on whatever they want. You can return that. You don't have to actually take out that amount in loans. Or, you know, if you have other things like a car or a credit card that, that are higher interest, possibly using maybe that lower interest loan to pay those off instead of just blowing it on, you know, spring break or something may be a better decision. It also pays to understand the importance of cash flow. That's your number two tip. Yes. So a uh, cash flow plan is what I like to call a budget because most people don't like the word budget. Understanding that cash flow is really king and knowing, you know, where your money is going is really just so fundamental. Like you have money coming in and then where are you allowing it to escape your fingers and your wallet? And so starting to recognize and be a bit more kind of conscious about how you're spending your money and what things it's going towards is really important. Um, knowing the difference between real true needs and true wants, making sure that you're covering those things that you really truly need to survive and get by in college, but being a bit more kind of discretionary about those wants that you're paying for. And then really saving money. A lot of the things that I hear from recent grads and college students, when I ask them, you know, what do you wish your former younger self had known about money? One of the number one things is that I wish I had known to save more money. So that's really where having a positive cash flow stream every month is going to help you do that. Your third tip has to do with FOMO because college is a really social time and there's a lot going on with your friends and everyone around you and you want to be part of it. 
Absolutely. FOMO or the fear of missing out is a real thing, especially now with Instagram being as pervasive in our lives as it is. I personally can't imagine what it would have been like living in the Instagram era during college. I felt enough, uh, you know, missing out when it came to parties and having fun already at that point. And I can't imagine, you know, what you're seeing when friends are posting real time stories about where they are. Meanwhile, you're, you know, sitting at the library working just to clip a little paycheck. So what I try to tell students to do is to really focus on running your own race. You know, this is your financial life. You are like the CEO of your finances. And so you need to really understand and be clear on what your priorities are, what your goals are with your money and stand true to that. And so one of the things that you can kind of think about if you are feeling that FOMO kind of feeling in your stomach that you're really missing out rather think of it as Jomo or the joy of missing out. I personally now, you know, and granted I just turned 30, but when I see my friends doing things that maybe I got invited to that would have been very expensive for me to join in on, I'm kind of like, you know what? I'm good. Like I I would rather put this money towards my larger goals and maybe miss out on this one experience, but ultimately be, you know, happier and more fulfilled financially down the road because I missed out on whatever that was. And that's a natural lead into your fourth and final tip, which is about using money as a tool. Growing up, I always felt as though money was something that was kind of eluding me and that was very stressful and something that kind of was an enemy, like it was the devil or something. But really now that I understand how money works, I now view it as a tool that can really help you achieve the goals that you have. And so I like to say that, you know, money can either enable you or disable you. And ultimately that is your choice. And so really learning that, It's nothing more than a tool that you can employ to achieve the things that you want to achieve and live the lifestyle that you want to live is a really important mindset shift that I think, you know, when, if, and when that can happen in college can be very powerful for you and for your financial life for the decades to follow. And we have kind of a bonus tip. Um, I wanted to talk to you about books because I think that reading books beyond the textbooks in college is really important, both directly and indirectly to make you smarter. I think it's a really important thing to not only stick to the actual curriculum, but also to kind of teach yourself. And there's different ways to approach finance. What are, what are your favorite books for that? Yeah. So there's one that I'm super hopped up on right now, which is, it's called Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. And uh, it was written by I the- I always split the difference. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 Bobby. Here you go. I'm going to read this and you'll have some phenomenal negotiating tools to use in various parts of your personal and business life. But um, this one's by Chris Voss. He was the FBI's former top hostage negotiator. It's a fascinating read just to kind of get in a kind of bird's eye view into what his life was like and his job was like. But it's so fascinating to me to read the different chapters about how he has taken those negotiating skills and applied them to things like buying a new car, negotiating a rent increase on his apartment and things like that. And so I think understanding that you're in the power position of your money, again, going back to that run your own race and be the CEO of your finances, that this is a book that will really help you and empower you to kind of walk with that swag in your financial life and then prepare you for those, you know, negotiations. And then the other one I'm reading right now, which is really about entrepreneurship. And I granted, I just started it, but it's fantastic so far. It's called Good to Great by Jim Collins. And it's really about how you take a business or an endeavor from, from being something that's just good to really, truly phenomenal and great. So those are my two recommendations at the moment. Okay. I am putting them on my ever growing list of books, but I also want to mention to you and to our listeners, And a lot of you guys know this, that one way I've been dealing with my desire to read so many books is using my Blinkist app. It's become one of my go-to tools. 
you get short summaries of books you want to read. And it would not surprise me, by the way, if those two books were on there, because those are the kind of books that you always want to read. And if you're realistic, I absolutely believe you should prioritize this. I get that, but it may not happen or until it happens. One thing that you can do is you can listen to the Blinkist version. They're short summaries of the books and they break them all down into little one minute sort of bites. They call them blinks. And maybe it takes 15 minutes to quote, read an entire book. I like to do it on audio. You can get it right on whatever your devices are. They're everywhere. Also on Kindles, that kind of stuff. They're generally books like those that make you better at things. And I personally loved Blinkist so much. I reached out to them and I've been able to partner with them to support the show. So I would encourage all of you guys to check out Blinkist. You can get a free trial by going to bobbyrebell.com forward slash Blinkist. And if you use that link, bobbyrebell.com forward slash Blinkist, you will also support the show, which I really appreciate. And we also have a special gift for our listeners. Tara, you have um, a discount for one of your new your courses. Yes, I do. So I have, uh, in addition to Lit, which is available to just college students, I have courses called Money and Wealth, which are available to everyone, including listeners of this show. And it's really, um, you know, money is the kind of the comprehensive personal finance 101 course that we didn't get in college, at least those of us that have already graduated, and that you really need to get your financial life in order. And so, you know, if you want to listen to me and learn with me and talk to me about uh, different parts of your financial life, you can go to courses.riseupllc.com. And if you use the code GROWNUP20, that's G-R-O-W-N-U-P 20, you can get 20% off either the money or wealth course now. So please check them out. And we will also leave a link to it in the show notes, which are at bobbyrebell.com forward slash podcast forward slash Tara Falcone. And you can always just go to bobbyrebell.com and go to the search box and search for any of our guests. It'll probably work with any topic, any keyword, et cetera, to find the show notes for any episodes that you want to do any follow-up on. In addition to that, tell us more about where everyone can find more about you, Rise Up, the Lit Program, social media, all those good things. Yeah. So the first and best place to start would be our website, which is riseupllc.com. That's R-E-I-S-U-P-L-L-C.com, spelled for my German maiden name. There you can sign up for our free Break the Rules webinar, which kind of calls into question all of the different money rules of thumb that we're told to follow, but really don't necessarily apply to each of us. And then on top of that, subscribe to us on YouTube at Rise Up and also follow us on Instagram at Rise Up LLC. By the way, I'm loving your YouTube channel these days. You're doing so much cool stuff there. So all of your channels are good, but my personal favorite right now is your YouTube. So that is, for me, I think the best place for everyone to start, even though it is all good. All right, such a great episode. Thank you, Tara. Thank you, Bobby. Appreciate the uh, opportunity to be on. And thanks to all of you guys for listening. If you have topics that you want us to cover here with our financial grownups like Tara, please be in touch. The easiest way is to DM on social, on Instagram. I am at BobbyRebel1, on Twitter at BobbyRebel. And thank you to Tara for helping us all be financial grownups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.